Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise God. Let's remain standing. Let's remain standing for the preaching of the word of the Lord to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Thank you, praise team, our musicians, and our media and sound sound men that are helping us today. And certainly kudos to them. They've worked hard. The people have been working hard, putting everything together. We want uh, to thank the body of Christ for praying. It's amazing how strong you all have been. The power of God that has flowed through your life. And uh, Romans chapter 12, I do want to say to you, um, I do want to say to you that Mother's Day is next Sunday, so happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers, and that we are going to do a drive-in service, but we're going to have four services, 8.30, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., excuse me, 11.30 a.m., and then 1 p.m., four services to accommodate the crowd in our parking lot. We will be setting up music under our portico here and then uh, in the south side parking lot or the main parking lot will will be where we're meeting. You'll see a registration on that this week. I do want to say that I will be making an announcement on Wednesday at noon to discuss the phases of opening up our services and opening up the church. I want want to say something to everyone uh, and all of our members. Thank you for being so kind and being so understanding. I I realize on anything, there's a pull on both ways. Conservative, maybe leaning a little liberal uh, on on any decision that we make. And I've tried to follow the protocol to the best of my ability. Probably if I've done anything wrong in it was maybe somebody touching the same mic twice even after they sanitized their hands. But I have been very stickler on this uh, throughout the process. Trying to be safe and to try to protect the members. That's what shepherds should do and pastors should. But I do feel an unrest, and I do feel that there is, while established saints of God are very encouraged still, doing very, very well, I do believe that there are some new people, some of our new members, uh, recently born into the body of Christ. And remember what the Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. And conversions are so amazing. For those like myself, I'm fourth generation in this. And so I have family. I've got people around me. Uh, and I'm established in who I am. I'm going to preach about being established today. But let me remind you, people that came in, and they give up lifestyles and and they gave up habits and they gave up going to specific places and partying and, and uh, a world of sin. And sometimes they come in and they're the only person in their family. Their friends have walked away. Because sometimes you have to change friends to have liberty and freedom. Someone once said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. There's a truth to that. And they find strength in the body. We preached it our whole life. I preached it last Sunday, the power of unity, the power of being together. And yet, we have another mandate that's moved us to no gatherings until May 29th. And there's a hint, even, that it could be extended. And I don't know. I think we've got to obey the Holy Ghost while being wise. 
And I don't think anybody can declare that I've been unwise in any of these situations. Um, there's a criticism out there right now for preachers that are not having church. And, and uh, then there's criticism that if you would have a gathering. And I do want to remind you that, that churches are deemed essential in Ohio. And that there is no precedent against right now. When I, when I say this, there's no law against us having church. Uh, they said they recommend we don't. But they also uh, said they're not going to tell us not to. But we have followed the protocol even having that knowledge. And so Wednesday at noon, I'm going to make a, uh, an announcement about our phases of reopening. But listen to me. I'm the pastor. And I sense in some of our new people that there are some discouragement setting in. And we want to, we want to help everybody. We want to, we baptized a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that have given their life to God. But they need the body. They, they do. They, they need the body. Remember, Jesus left the 99 to go after one. And uh, right now, with shelter in and things like that, you're not even allowed to do that. But uh, even, though, even though yesterday I saw a, a muscle car gathering at one of the gas stations, saw motorcycle gatherings, and people are gathering for all kinds of non-essential reasons. But I think that church is essential. And I do believe this is essential. That, And I'm not going to let people be lost. And uh, we are going to be very wise. Uh, Wednesday night, I'm asking you, in 10 or less, uh, but I'm asking you to invite somebody to your home to watch the Bible study. we got to start doing what we've been called to do as the body of Christ. And so you need to invite some people to your house, family, whatever it is. You need to be progressive in that and say hey we want you to come to our house for Bible study you can keep within the limits but we need to have gatherings uh, and if we can have 10 or less then you need to do that and uh, so Wednesday night make sure you invite somebody to be a part of the Bible study and uh, God bless you today let's read the word of the Lord uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God aren't you thankful God's been merciful to you that ye what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. How, my, how is my body supposed to be presented to the Lord? Holy. Acceptable unto God. Are you holy? Are you acceptable unto God? Which is your reasonable service. It's not unreasonable to be holy and acceptable. He did not set the standard so high that none of us can live it. He said... You need to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Everybody say holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, it says, and be not conformed. That means to be identified with. Be not conformed to this world. The Bible says, love not the world nor the things that are in the world. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, come out from the world and be ye what? separate but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God you will not fall into the will of God until you present your bodies a living sacrifice Paul said this he said I am crucified with Christ in another verse he makes the statement I die Daily. Die out to what? Die out to this old flesh, this attitude, 
this divisive nature, this corruptible heart, this, this heart that uh, is, is full of corruption. I die out to what I want so I can have the will of God in my life. Today, your life's going to be transformed. There's going to be people converted today. And I want you to know, for some others, you're going to get renewed today. I want you to lift your hands and ask the, for, the, for the anointing to come upon you. God, we need you. Lord, we're asking for your anointing. We're asking for your presence. We're asking for your spirit. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. You may be seated. I'd like to preach for the next few moments simply not for sale. Not for sale. Brother Nehemiah, I'm not for sale. I say to, the, say to you watching today, Aaron Bounds is not for sale. I want you to know, I've heard it all my life, is that they say that everybody, everybody has a price. At some point, there's a price that, you know, you can see people have been interested in homes and they, they, they go up to a home because it's it's where it's located, it's got something nice about it and, and people go inquire about it and they say, listen, it's not for sale. And But others would say, and maybe a realtor would even say, that if you offer them a high enough price, they will eventually sell, sell out. I have driven by the same routes over the years and, and I have seen whether it was some antique car beside the road or some valuable something beside the road somebody has out in their property. And, and uh, there would be so much inquiring people driving by and seeing whether it was a, the antique car or something in the yard that they had in their drive that after a period of time, you would see a sign that says, it's not for sale. The reason it's not for sale, and they're putting that because so many people have inquired to purchase that object that was in that person's yard that they had to put a sign up that says, it's not for sale. And I want you to know here today that every day you give up, you get up, not give up, but every day that you get up, there is a devil, there's a Satan that is trying to buy your salvation. He's trying to purchase you, if you will, He's trying to make a deal some way. And so he throws things in your path to try to see if you'll take it. And I've seen people that wouldn't fall into old addictions. They, they wouldn't. They had made their mind up. They committed, I'll never drink again. I'll never, I'll never take the pills again. And they were converted from that. They were transformed from that, no longer desiring that. And so the devil would shove an old temptation in their path to see if they would take it. And I've seen where old friends come in their life and old friends that come by, people they were once connected to and oh, the, 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 the pleasure of having that friend back in their life and it's not long until it's offered. And the devil will even use people, even old friends, to try to purchase your salvation from you and and I have watched this over the years that 
that people come in their life and oh it seems so good and the next thing you know they offer them an old habit and they try to take them back and, and I've seen people fall into that trap and they sell out due to the emotion of an old friend. I've also seen people reject that and then something else come along the way whether it would be some type of element in their world uh, maybe it would be a promotion maybe it would be some other type of temptation and then I've seen them reject that it's not long until offense, somebody in the church offends them, somebody in their world offends them, somebody, the preacher didn't meet their expectations or something, maybe the Sunday school teacher, maybe their youth leader, whatever, and then they uh, are challenged to give up or to stand up and say, I'm not going anywhere, I'm gonna stay with God. One thing leads to another and it's not long until eventually the devil is studying you 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 are you are his his study he is watching every move he's learning your weaknesses he's learning your personality because he feels that everybody has a price but I've come to preach to you that there is a possibility. I've come to tell you there is the ability that you would stand up and say, I have committed myself to Jesus Christ. I didn't get in this to quit. I didn't get in this to stop. I didn't bend my knee at an altar just for a little church experience for just a few years. No, I am in this forever. I am never leaving the church. I am never walking away from God. No matter what you offer, no matter the temptation that the devil brings me, I will not leave. Somebody shout, I will never leave him. I have sold out to him. The story is told about three Hebrew children. It's known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, the story is so powerful because you're looking at three young men that have been lifted up to the highest of their cap captivity, really, but they're used because of their knowledge of arithmetic and science, and oh, they've stepped above everybody, it appears. They wouldn't eat the king's meat with their, with their brother Daniel. He, he refused to eat what everybody else was eating. He refused to indulge what everybody else was taking in. Can I say to you today, don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing. Just because everybody else is doing it does not mean it is the will of God for you. Well, everybody else is. I'm gonna tell you, the Bible says straight is the gate and broad is the way which leads to destruction. Most people, when everybody else is doing it, more than likely it's not the right thing to do because straight is the gate and what? Narrow is the way and few there be that find it. Find what? Righteousness. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. See, there was somewhere in your, in your life, you said, I don't wanna be unrighteous. I don't wanna be unholy. I don't wanna be a pill popper. I don't, want, I don't want to be an immoral person. I don't wanna live that life. I don't wanna be immoral in any way. I want to live better. And you know what? Because you hungered and thirsted after doing right, God sent you somebody. God sent you a preacher. Maybe God sent you a neighbor. God put somebody in your life that showed you Jesus Christ that could lead you to a life of righteousness. I come to preach to you, you do not have to eat the king's meat. You don't have to drink what everybody else is drinking. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. I want you to shout right now, I can live a better life. Do you believe that? I want you to lift your hands wherever you are and I want you to say to the Lord right now, God, I want to live the life 
that you have chosen for me to live. Oh, God. Help me to live the life, oh God, that you would have me to live today. God, not a life of destruction, but a life of righteousness and freedom. Don't, don't, don't turn me off. I, I'm preaching to you something that you need to get a hold of right now. Listen to this preacher, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were met with a great challenge. You're talking about a, 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 a buyout. The king made the statement, going to build a 90-foot idol, 30 foot at the base. Sister Rachel, 30 foot at the base, going to be a gold statue in 90. It's a tower. And uh, they were to, he forced them, the government forced them to worship this idol, forced them to take on this and to worship this. I believe in the future, in our lifetime, they're going to make it a mandate to take the mark of the beast. The scripture talks about that. What will you do when you're met with a choice of obeying God's word or forced to obey the mandates of society? I'm gonna tell you, I don't believe, I don't believe it really, that's what's going on now, but I believe it's set in a precedence that one of these days we'll have to choose what God wants over what man wants. Remember this, I, I am patriotic. I'm so glad to be a part of the United States of America. But listen, the United States of America is not the church. The Bible says he, he, that we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. And we are a holy nation. We are a peculiar people. Yes, I'm American, but there are some things that Americans are allowed to do and it's legal for them to do that I would never let in my house. There's some music I will never listen to even though it's the top of the charts for our country. What am I saying? There's gotta be a moment in your life that you say, I'm coming out from anything that's ungodly. I'm coming out from anything that's unrighteous. Clap your hands and praise him for his word. I believe that the stage is being set in 2 Thessalonians or in the book of Thessalonians you'll find when it talks about the son of perdition. When you begin to read about it, you're gonna find that his, the Bible says that, that unrighteousness already, iniquity is upon the earth. It's already happening among us. The Bible tells us there will be a falling away and that some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You listen to this preacher. You listen to me right now as I preach to you. You better have your mind made up where you're gonna be in eternity. You better have your mind made up who you're gonna live for because if you have a for sale on you somewhere, if there's a price on your salvation, the devil can match whatever price you give him. But I believe I'm preaching to some people that says hell or high water. You can offend me, but I'm not leaving him. You can offer me the greatest opportunities, but I'm not leaving him. I got in this to stay because I've got a man on the other side. I've got a grandmother I'm gonna go see. Come on, I've got family members that have already went on and I'm not selling out my eternity for some lust of the flesh. I'm not selling out my eternity for some friend that came into my life. Somebody shout amen. If there's a price for you, I'm telling you, he's gonna match it. He will match the price. Whatever you set in your world, he's gonna match it. There's got to get something in you that becomes a total commitment. Is there a price on your relationship with God? 
Is there a price on your relationship with your church? Is there a price on your relationship with your pastor? Is there a price on your relationship with your spouse? Because whatever price you set, he's gonna match that with a price. Watch the story unfold. Three Hebrew children. I'm so passionate right now because in my prayer, this is what I feel. There's multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Elijah stood up Mount Carmel. I'm gonna get back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just hold, hold Daniel 3 just for a minute. The Bible tells us when Elijah went to Mount Carmel, they couldn't figure out whether they were gonna serve Baal or whether they was gonna serve Jehovah. But in Nehemiah, my years of experience as a pastor, everybody I've ever seen straddle the fence of choice. Just not sure whether they're gonna be in the church or be in the world. Whether they're gonna live right or not live right. In my experience, I have never seen anyone that straddled the fence fall in church. They always fall out. Because there's indecision. I just, you know, people trying to make another, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a member of the anchor or not. You know what, they'll always go somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I don't know if pastor, you know, I, I really don't know if he's my pastor or not. You'll find somebody else. You go to your relationship with God. You know, I, I really don't know if I'm going to be apostolic or not. You know, it'll eventually, it'll eventually, because there's always a price set. If there's uncertainty, he's going to find the weak spot in your uncertainty. He knows where your indecision is. You know, well, I'll live for God if. There, 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 there shouldn't be an if. There shouldn't be an if, Brother Michael. There should be an if. Well, you know, I'll live for God as long as, I'm telling you, if you have it as long as everything goes okay. How about stuff like this? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's gonna provide for me. Amen. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He knows how to get me to rest if I follow him. He leadeth me beside still waters. Oh, he restores my soul when things don't go right. Oh yeah, he leads me in paths of what? Righteousness. Just because it's a path of righteousness does not mean you're gonna get some great reward here at the moment because you did good, everything else is just gonna go. Sometimes paths of righteousness lead you to the valley of the shadow of death. That's the path of the righteous. Sometimes it leads to the valley of the shadow of death. And the psalmist said, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. There are people that live for God and they said, but if I get close to the valley of the shadow of death, I'm out of here. It's like the children of Israel that come out of Egypt and when they got a little bit hungry, they got a little thirsty, they said, can God prepare us a table in the wilderness? Would to God we would die by the flesh pots in Egypt. They forgot and somehow, they forgot. To me, it's like a, a, a woman in child labor and in travail and having a baby and the pain of that and uh, she's having that baby right at that moment. She don't wanna have any more babies. But somewhere in some year, maybe two years, they, they, it's not that she forgets the pain, but the level of the pain is in her mind as not as severe as it was during the moment. And so she has another child. And what am I saying to that? It's possible to forget the pain of your bondage. It's possible to forget the travail when you're in misery in the world, in a drunken stupor, in a, in a, in a blown out of your mind state and everybody sold you out. 
Nobody, as the prodigal son story gave to you, you were left alone to die on your own. Family members rejected you. Friends walked away from you because you didn't have any money to give them. You couldn't do what they wanted you to do, so they cast you aside. And Jesus came to you through the body of Christ. He came to where you were. You were beaten. You were broken. You were left half dead. You were stripped of everything. You were nearly dead when God got a hold of you and said, I've got, a, I've got something better for you. Brought you to the church, poured oil in your wounds and gave you wine so to speak and what the good Samaritan story was, gave you joy and peace, you could sleep at night, God gave you a job, he gave you finances, he did all of that then all of a sudden the devil comes passing by your way to offer you again a way out from what God called you to and you forget what it was like to be addicted and bondage and nowhere to go. Does this make sense to you today what I'm preaching? Because if you have a price, if you have a price, Elijah at Mount Carmel, he looked at a multitude of people that gathered at Mount Carmel. He said, how long will you halt between two opinions? I'm telling you, if you're halted between two opinions, if you don't get committed to God, you're gonna choose Baal every time. You're gonna choose the God of no rain, the God of no blessing, the God of destruction. That is what you will do. I'm telling you, you've got to find a place today that says I'm selling out to God. I'm not ever going back. I'll never leave God. I'll never walk away from the people of God. I'll never. I'm telling you, you can do it. Brother Nehemiah prophesied to you last Sunday night. He said God's going to allow it to be better than it's ever been when you return this time. What you have battled for years, you will never battle again because the battle belongs to the Lord. Clap your hands and praise him for his word. I'm stirred to the core today because three Hebrew children had to make a choice. They had to make a decision in their life what they were gonna do. And Nebuchadnezzar made a decree. He made a law for all those leaders, everybody, that when the music begins to play, they had to bow down and worship that image. And if they did not, you're talking about a price. Sister Caitlin, you're talking about a price that had to be paid. Laking a price that had to be paid is if you do not bow, you're gonna burn. They're gonna throw you into a furnace. I'm talking about you're gonna be a martyr. Oh, I'd be a martyr for Christ, but you can't resist the temptation of a friend or an internet page. Oh, I'd be a martyr. I love God, but there's a price on you. I'm gonna tell you right now. He said, if ye love me, he said, keep my commandments. I'm stirred about this really. Because when you think about it, the Bible says even the very, I was pondering this this morning in devotion, even the very elect will be deceived. How? They will follow their own lusts. They will fall in their own trap. I'm gonna tell you, before you criticize me preaching the decisions I'll make here in the near future, you gotta ask yourself a question. When's the last time I got a hold of God and prayed for an hour? When's the last time I've been on my knees and seeking the face of God? Before you challenge what I'm preaching here today from your home or wherever you are, you make sure, you ask yourself a question. When's the last time you've been alone with God, weeping and crying and his voice was speaking to you? Because I'm gonna tell you, God is speaking to me. He's dealing with me with where we are. And I come to preach to some, some new folks that have gathered, gathered, gathered today to watch the service and saying, I feel discouraged. I'm coming to tell you, don't you sell out because of the absence from the church. 
church. Don't you sell out because you've been separated from friends of positive influence. Don't sell out. I come to tell you, you stand up and make a declaration. I'm never going back to the world. I'm never going back to the sin. Some of you that are watching that are under bondage and you, the devil has told you you will never be different. You'll never get away from that. You always, let me tell you something. There was a price on you and Jesus went to the cross and paid that price for you. He died. He gave his life so you wouldn't have to die in hell. So you wouldn't have to live in the bondage of eternity. I'm gonna tell you today, he died so you could be set free. Somebody say amen. The enemy has a mandate. If you don't, then you're gonna be thrown into the fiery furnace. If you don't, your friend, family's gonna leave you, your friend's gonna leave you, whatever. The devil throws these for sale things on you. And the three of your children had to make a decision. You know, the Bible says not to bow before any graven image. I want you to say that. Do not bow before any graven image. To love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. It was against the commandment of God to worship any graven image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to make a decision that day. Am I going to bow or am I going to burn? Am I going to bow or am I going to burn? I know it's a strong, but if you bow, you are going to burn. Well, you know, I just don't think God expects me to make this level of sacrifice. He said to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. You have to make your, you have to make your mind. Is the decision I'm making, is it holy or unholy? Is it acceptable to God? I don't care who wants you to do it. Is it acceptable to God? Because if it's not acceptable to God, then I'm not presenting my body as a living what? Sacrifice. You know what you do with a sacrifice? You kill it. And what he's, Paul is writing is that every day you've got to kill the will of the flesh to stay right with the Lord. Because this old flesh, this human nature, the cravings that it has will lead you away. The Bible says every man falleth away when he's turned away by his own lust. He falls away from the things of God. You have to keep yourself in tune with God through prayer and fasting and reading the word, going to the house of God when the doors are open. Not putting anything before church time, even though it's virtual. I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on my relationship with God because I don't want to ever fall away. Can I ask you, is there ever a fear? that you could fall away because the devil will have a price for you. Three, three Hebrew children. The three Hebrew children, watch. Here they are. If you don't bow, if you, ba if, if you don't bow, you're going to burn. They played the music. Some estimate there were some 20 plus thousand people that were there in that setting. And out of all of those people, and I do not believe they were the only Hebrews, Everybody bowed. Everybody fell to their knees except three. You're talking about, you're talking about having some gumption about you. You're talking about having some commitment about you. When you've got everybody in your world around that has bowed down to this image except three Hebrew children. Are y'all with me right now? Huh? Somebody give an amen somewhere. Three Hebrew children. And what happens next? is the Chaldeans who were jealous, jealous of these men that had been lifted up in the hierarchy of leadership and political leadership. And the, watch now, 
They go tell Nebuchadnezzar on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, they didn't, they didn't bow. They didn't bow. He comes over and meets them. He said, I like you guys. He said, I, I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to let it go again. And, and, and if, you, if you will bow, I'll give you another chance. I'm not going to make you dive over one time, but I'm going to compromise. I'm going to compromise what I said so I can, so you guys can stay alive. And this is sort of how it unfolds in Daniel chapter 3, verse 14. It says, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? He already knew the answer. He knew they were Hebrews. He, he knew what they believed. They'd been there long enough. He knew they didn't do what he wanted them to do, serve the God they want, he wanted them to serve. He already knew this about him. He was trying to force them to do something that God told them not to do. And watch what happens. He was trying to convert them. Now if ye be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the psaltery, the dulcimer, all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made? He said, well... He said, but if ye worship not, y'all gonna help me preach here for a minute? If ye worship not, look what it says, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who, watch, is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? I don't know, but whoever had arrested them to bring them to the king, they must have boasted and said, we have a God that's gonna deliver us from this situation. And I'm gonna tell you what God's gonna do for his people. When you stand firm against the opposition that's coming toward you, God's gonna take care of his people. I want you to say it, God's gonna take care of his people. You parents, look at your children in the house and I want you to say to them, God is gonna take care of his people. Amen, amen, amen. And as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. We're not in a nervous dither. We're not gonna beat around the bush about it. We're just gonna speak to you clear. They, they said in verse 17, read it with me if you can. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. Somebody shout, he's able to deliver us from the king's commandment. God is able to protect us. Watch what they say. Out of thine hand, O king. But I like verse 18. It's what I've come to preach to you about right now. Because the devil can't hold you. The devil can't keep you. I don't care how deep you've been possessed and under the influence of the enemy, how long you've been in bondage. When you commit yourself to the Lord, the devil has to let go. He has to let go of your life. Look at Legion, was possessed by devils for a period of time. Some estimate he had thousands of devils, but in one word by the Lord, the devil had to let go of his life. I'm telling some people that are watching right now, you're about to enter into a new level of freedom. You're about to enter into a new level of liberty. You're about to enter into a new level of deliverance like you've never seen before. But God's waiting on somebody to get on your feet and stand up and say, God is on my side. God is taking care of me. God is making a way. Come on, everybody that would. I want you to clap your hands and praise the name of the Lord. Deliverance is on this way. Deliverance. I want music to come today. Shout it. Deliverance is on the way. Amen, amen, amen. 
Watch verse 18. But if not, somebody shout, but if not, let it be known unto thee, O king, nor let it be known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. He said, if he doesn't deliver us from the fiery furnace, we're still not gonna serve. We would rather burn than to bow. What kind of commitment do you have with God on this Sunday, May the 3rd? I'm asking you right now, do you have that level of commitment to God that says if I was pushed to a point in my salvation that I had to choose this over this, I'm gonna choose God. If I have to suffer, I'm gonna choose God. I'm gonna choose salvation. Because if they had bent their knee, they'd have been lost. That a bow before that image, they'd have been lost. They would have given up their level of commitment to God over the years for a moment of fear. Young people have been praying for you this morning. There's a lot of pressure on you to bow. There's a lot of pressure on you to conform. The Bible says be not conformed to this world. That means to be identified with. There's a lot of pressure on you to be like the world. But I come to preach to you right now. You don't have to bow. And God's going to take care of you. Oh yeah. They arrested them. Shackled them. Threw the three Hebrew children into the fire. The enemy got so angry. Man, the devil doesn't like it when people stand for God. I think it's amazing that however many, 20 plus thousand people at this party to worship this image and they had to cancel the deal over three people that did not. The devil can't enjoy one day when you're standing. Young people, listen to pastor. Young adults, listen to me. Don't let what seems in your mind as a delayed prayer, a delayed answer to your prayer, keep you from trusting God. If that's your price, you know what? If that's your price, the devil's going to find a way to weasel in and get you to Make a decision. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But the three Hebrew children taught us something in this moment. We trust God no matter what. Job made a statement. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Meaning that God knows the end from the beginning, not man. And I've got a tempter that would love to get me to slip up so I would be lost in eternity. Well, preacher, I just don't think I could ever be sent to hell. Let me, let me tell you something. Jesus spoke more about hell than he did heaven. He said it's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. They would be cast into a lake of fire. Why? Because they did not follow the Lord. Today, you, you must make a choice. Am I going to live for God or not? You can't live it half-heartedly. The old timers would sing a song, 99 and a half won't do. They made a commitment. They arrested them. They bound them in their coats, their hat, and their socks. They threw them into the fiery furnace. Somehow, in a fire that was heated seven times as hot, Nebuchadnezzar, a canceled worship party with an idol, somehow was able to look down in this pit, fiery furnace. And he said, how many did I throw down in there? Oh, I... Three? He said, lo, I see four. And the fourth man looks like the Son of God. I'm going to tell you, in 41 years, 
of being alive. Nearly 42. Living for God since I was eight. Haven't been perfect. But I'm going to tell you, there had to be many times in my life I had to make righteous decisions over temptations. And in every single time, the Lord came to me. He will not leave you alone. Jesus prayed a prayer in the garden. Yes, he did. Submitted to the Lord. And the Bible says, and an angel of the Lord came and comforted him. Today, you are on a tipping point. Some of you watching are discouraged. You're saying, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Things have happened. You've slipped up and made mistakes. Some lack of personal connection and positive influence and new in this. Let me tell you something. Don't quit. And I feel this so strong for one week. Don't give up. Listen to this preacher. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because help is on the way. He said, lo, I see four. And the fourth man looks like the Son of God. They come out of that situation. They didn't smell like smoke. Not one hair was singed. And a nation was converted. Do you know why? Because somebody made a commitment. Today, we're going to build an altar in our home. If you have a coffee table in front of you, I realize some are watching from the cars today in different locations. Some maybe in your bedroom. I don't know where you are. Maybe sitting at the dining room. But I want you to find a place to pray. Because remember, the fire on the altar can never fall until the, until the sacrifice on the altar was completely dead. If the animal was alive on the altar, that sacrifice the fire would not come out of heaven which means God had received it it cannot fall on a sacrifice that hasn't died out and today you are the sacrifice you are that person and you're saying oh I'll live for God but you're still alive you know I, I, you know, I, I want to do this but you're still kicking what would ever happen if you would ever sell out to God? Say, I'm going to do this if I have to do it by myself. I'm going to go to heaven if I have to go alone. That's what I'm talking about. I was 15 years old, almost 16. My wife found the picture the other day. was going through totes of pictures. Found where I gave my life. Totally, totally sold out. I'm telling you, totally sold out to God. I buried my face in a gravel floor in an open air camp meeting buried my face and I told God I'm going to go where you want me to go I'm going to say what you want me to say I'm going to be what you want me to be I'm going to do what you want me to do if I have to do it alone I'll do it if sickness comes to my body I'm not stopping if, if old age comes upon me one of these days I'll go with a cane but I'm going to the house of God I committed at 15 years old just a few days from turning 16 and I'm going to tell you what happened when I sold out there was no wavering in my spirit there was no shadow of turning inside of me I killed every option to ever walk away from God that day when I committed all to him I feel like Matthew 26 and 39 when Jesus who visited Gethsemane many times but in one place when he said, not my will, but thine be done. The Bible says, and he went a little further. I want you to say that. Go a little further. You prayed many times. Yes. Were you born again? Yes. Were you set free? Yes. But there's a wavering still. The right person come along. If the wrong thing happened, if something happened, if somebody walked away, 
you'd walk away. Can I tell you today, you got to go a little further and get on your knees. Would you do that? I want you to find a place somewhere in your house. Get on your knees. And I want you to say, God, not my will, but thine be done. Oh, God, today I present myself as a living sacrifice. Today I commit to you to never leave, God, to never walk away from your side. I'm never going back to the old ways. I'm not going to be like Orpah that went back to her old ways and heathen gods and heathen lifestyle. No, 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 because giants are born out of that. Lord, today I present my body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Today I present myself to you in worship. Go ahead, praise team. Take this off that I pray. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.